Welcome to my mommy's podcast. This episode is sponsored by Bioptimizers and specifically their Mag Breakthrough product, which I am a huge fan of. I've talked so much before for the past 15 years about the importance of magnesium, and I really like their specific formula. We probably know that magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all aspects of health and that having low levels of magnesium can cause all kinds of issues. Magnesium is necessary in over 600 different biological reactions in your body. Yet over 80% of us, and some experts suggest that that number is actually much higher, don't get enough of the minimum amount of magnesium we need from diet alone. This is partially because our soil lacks magnesium. It's been depleted over the years. So we're simply not getting as much from food as we used to. And as I said, magnesium deficiency can increase risk of all kinds of diseases and keep you from performing optimally. It can also really negatively affect sleep, which then has rollover into so many areas of health. Bioptimizers Magnesium Breakthrough is the only supplement on the market that offers a full spectrum of all seven types of magnesium, specifically formulated to reach every tissue in your body and provide maximum health benefits and reverse low levels of magnesium, which might be causing issues for you. In their formula, you get all seven forms of magnesium, which can transform your stress and performance. I personally noticed that it seems to really reduce my stress level, and I feel much more relaxed when I am getting magnesium regularly. This also has a beneficial impact on sleep, increasing both the rate at which we fall asleep and our level of deep sleep. Magnesium is necessary for a healthy functioning immune system and to maintain normal heart rhythm, as well as to lower cortisol levels and keep stress hormones in check. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of magnesium. I think this form is one of the best on the market and you can save 10% on it by going to buyoptimizers.com slash wellnessmama and using the code wellnessmama to save 10%. So that's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama to save 10%. This podcast is brought to you by one of my go-to skincare companies, which is Alatura. And they have a whole host of products, but I wanted to share a few that I really love. Their core initial product, their clay mask, is the best mask I've ever used. And it's one that's part of my regular routine. It includes a huge number of really beneficial ingredients. And it was developed when the founder had a terrible accident and had scarring on his face. And he developed this to help himself get past the scars. And it worked phenomenally. And now many thousands of people have had success with scarring, with acne scars, and with just improving their skin's elasticity and look. But they have so many other amazing new products as well. I also love their Gold Serum, which is a super nutritious skin-feeding serum that makes my skin feel amazing, and I love to sleep with this at night. And then their newest product I am in love with, it's called Meteorite Scrub, and I keep this in my shower. I have not found anything this effective until now at exfoliating my skin and removing any dry or rough skin and leaving just really nourished, moisturized skin underneath. So those are my three go-tos, but I love that every product they have is pure and made with organic ingredients that are sourced from all over the world, including a lot of them are sourced from Hawaii, but they really delve into their sourcing. They also harvest their ingredients no more than two months prior to making the products, which leads to more potent formulas and fresher products that go beyond industry standards. They package in these beautiful Miron glass bottles that are sourced from the Netherlands, so light is blocked from impacting their formulas. And that special glass is used in place of synthetic ingredient preservatives so they can keep top grade quality without any unsavory preservatives. 
They also only use active ingredients. So their products don't have any filler, meaning there's nothing that's diluting the potency. So you're getting these high caliber products 100% of the time, very bioavailable. And that's again, above and beyond the industry standards. So they really do the research, the sourcing and have incredible products. You can check all of them out at alatura.com slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama will give you a discount. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com slash wellnessmama and make sure to use the code wellnessmama to get a discount. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and this episode goes deep on the topic of how our subconscious mind and our trapped emotions can impact us in very real ways, even physically and much more beyond that as well, especially related to something called the emotion code and now the body code, which are essentially unlocking your body's natural healing powers. And I'm here with Dr. Bradley Nelson, who is a veteran holistic physician and one of the world's foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness, especially through something we talk about in depth today. He's the creator of the emotion code and the body code systems and the CEO of something called discoverhealing.com, which is a holistic education platform that provides training and certifications to practitioners worldwide. His best-selling book you've perhaps heard of called The Emotion Code provides step-by-step instructions for working with the body's innate healing power. And his new book, The Body Code, also delves into this in a deeper way. And I've gotten to experience this firsthand and it's been very impactful for me. So I was excited to jump in with him today and go deep on this topic, including how you can learn and do this on yourself, how you can actually use this with your children and from a young age to help them not have trapped emotions or what he calls heart walls and so much more. So this is something that was impactful in my own healing journey and still is, and that I find is a very easy and accessible and inexpensive way to start to tap into your body's own innate healing. And so I will let Dr. Brad explain it because he can much better than I can. And without any further wait, let's jump into this conversation. Dr. Brad, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you, Katie. Thanks so much for having me on. I've um I've been hoping to be on your show for a long time. And so it's great to be here. I'm so grateful we got to finally scheduled and worked out. And I think this is a super relevant and important topic for everybody listening, especially for the moms who are listening. I've been a believer for a long time that moms sort of set the emotional tone of the home and that um, when we help moms, we truly change the world. And I know that your work has helped many, many thousands of people. I've mentioned actually your book, The Emotion Code, before, and I know you have a new book as well. And I want to go deep on several of the topics you talk about in those books. But for just some brief context before we jump into specifics, can you give us a little bit of background on The Emotion Code and now The Body Code and what you delve into in those books? Right, absolutely. Well, The Emotion Code is a um, it's a method um, it's also, of course, uh, a book. And it looks like this. Okay, it's a method of finding emotional energies that have become trapped in the body. You know, we experience uh, emotions all the time, right? Every day. But sometimes we go through emotional experiences that are kind of intense, and um, those emotional energies be- can become trapped in the body. And as a holistic doctor, and I practiced for many years, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with my patients and why they were dealing with things like depression and anxiety and phobias and panic attacks and PTSD and eating disorders and why my patients sometimes were suffering from infertility or asthma or digestive problems or why sometimes people had been diagnosed with diseases. And what I found was all my patients had one thing in common. And that one thing was 
their emotional baggage was affecting them. And we're now, we're, we're just really uncovering how much of an enormous effect our emotional experiences have on us for the rest of our lives. But what I have found is that, um, first of all, if you if you think of the body as an energy field, which is how quantum physicists think of the body, everything is really energy. Uh, thought is energy. Your body is made of pure energy. The chair you're sitting on is really ultimately just made of atoms and they're just made of energy. And so when you're feeling an intense emotion uh, on a quantum level, what you're feeling is a particular vibrational frequency. Every emotion really has a different frequency. And so if you're feeling a particularly intense emotion, that energy may be may become trapped in the body. One of the very first times that I saw this was a woman that came in to see me. She was a mom, by the way. She uh, thought she was having a heart attack. I mean, she had crushing chest pain. She had difficulty breathing. The left side of her face was numb. Her left arm was totally numb. Now, this looks like a heart attack, right? And um, that's what she thought was going on. Well, we were right next to a medical center at my office there. And so I told my staff, look, we might need an ambulance, so stand by. But just hold on and let me let me check her for one minute. And so I did. And um, using what we now call the emotion code, I was able to find out that um, she had an emotional energy of grief that was lodged in her heart. I dug a little deeper and found this had occurred uh, three years before. Now, we have to get information from the subconscious mind. And in the Emotion Good book, we teach you how to do that. It's actually really easy. There's a computer within each one of us that has all the answers. And we now know how to ask and get answers. So that's what I was doing with her. So I found out that very quickly this had arrived. This had started about three years before and she burst into tears and she said, I can't believe that's affecting me. I thought I dealt with all that. And I said, what happened? She said that three years before she found out her husband had been having an affair and she confronted him with the evidence and the marriage blew up and came to an end. And she was devastated because she was really just deeply in love with this guy and couldn't believe that he betrayed her. But that's what happened. And so the grief that she felt was so overwhelming, it didn't get processed by her body. And so that grief was still there. Well, I released that. And we show you how to do this in the book. It's really easy. And uh, the feeling came back into her face and into her arm within about three seconds. And the chest pain was gone. The difficulty breathing was gone. and she was totally fine. And she left the office 10 minutes later. And uh, after laughing and joking around with me and my staff, she never has had another problem with her heart. And that was, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, we're still in touch, uh, still friends. And um, I think that if we had not released that, she may very well have actually died of a heart attack. We know now that people can die of a broken heart. And so that I think that she would have been one of those victims and nobody would have ever really realized at the funeral and afterwards, that it was her husband's affair that actually had killed her. And so this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing now that these emotional experiences that we go through affect us and manifest sometimes decades down the road. I mean, if you think about the times in your life where maybe you cried yourself to sleep at night, or if you were bullied, or maybe abused in some way, or maybe your parents went through a divorce, or maybe you went through one, you know, we all go through these, we have emotional trials 
but then we pay a price later if we have these emotional energies that stay with us. And it's a it's really truly an epidemic in the world now. And that's why um, I left my practice in 2004 and wrote this book, The Emotion Code, because people had to know, people have to know uh, what's going on. My wife and I have, um, we raised seven children together. And um, this work has been just absolutely, absolutely a game changer in raising our children. In fact, you should do another show with my wife and I'll tell you really quickly why. Five years before I met her, she gave up uh, a baby girl uh, for adoption that um, she wasn't married, wasn't ready to get married. And uh, about 15 years ago, that daughter found my wife, her mom. And um, since, since we met her, her adoptive parents have passed away and we're actually adopting her. She's 46, I think, 47 maybe. We're adopting her <laughs> at the end of this month. So... <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I would love to podcast with her as well. And I think you just, I mean, you opened the door to so many points I'm excited to go deeper on. And like I said, I think this topic is so vital, especially for moms. And I learned firsthand some of these things you were talking about, not quite to the extent that your one patient did, but having had um, a very traumatic experience in high school and thinking I was totally fine. And I had really just sort of like shut down emotions and like sort of locked things down. And so when you talk about unprocessed emotions, I got to see that play out in my life where I had all these health problems for a, a long time and was doing all the things I physically knew to do and working with all the doctors and had spreadsheets of the supplements I was taking and trying to figure out how to help my body heal. And it wasn't until I dealt with the emotional side that any of that actually started working. And then it was incredible how effortlessly those things resolved when my inner experience of life shifted. And it really honed in for me the importance of this, not just, I would say, as a small piece of the overall puzzle, but a very, very big and important one and a pivotal one that if we aren't willing to address can often, like you explained, manifest in the physical realm. It can manifest in so many areas of life. So I love that we're getting to go deep on this. And you talk about, I love how you explain you know, thoughts and emotions are energy as well and how our body responds so much to that and how when emotions are not processed, they sort of can take up residence and lead to all kinds of things downstream from that. You also use the, the term heart walls. And I feel like this is a good topic to delve into that dovetails to what you just explained. Um, but can you explain what heart walls are and then talk more about maybe how these unprocessed emotions sort of manifest in our lives? Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, we all have emotional baggage unless we've worked to get rid of that emotional baggage. And that baggage will manifest as all the things that I mentioned, all of those issues that I was saying, every disease process that I've seen in 35 years as a holistic doctor has had an emotional component. Sometimes the emotional component is the only component in my experience, creating the disease, but it's always a piece of the puzzle. And so the experience that you had, they're doing everything else right, but they're missing the emotional component. And when they find out that emotional component and release that emotional energy from whatever it was, all of a sudden things start to improve. It's absolutely unbelievable the effect that our emotional baggage is having on us. You know, that phrase emotional baggage is, you know, it's a phrase that everybody has used for years, usually to describe someone else, right, Katie? Like, oh, that guy's got a lot of emotional baggage, you know? We all have emotional baggage. What we now know is how much it's affecting us. 
I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. 90% of the physical pain that people have is actually due whole or in part to their emotional baggage. And we're we're seeing this all over the world. We've certified almost 12,000 practitioners of the emotion code now in over 80 countries. We're all finding the same thing consistently all over the world. These emotional energies are huge. They have a huge effect on us physically, mentally, emotionally. So a couple stories. Well, let me tell you about the heart wall. So this is a whole nother thing. And this is this is the, the really the most important part uh, of the emotion code. And what we have found is that, well, let me back up. If you go back to the 1960s, when doctors first started doing heart transplants, they found that people would sometimes come back into them and they would report strange things, um, like how their taste in music or food or sports would totally have changed. And sometimes they'd have memories of being in places that they never in their life had ever visited. And so when these people were connected with the family of the heart donor, they would always find out, oh, well, yes, our daughter loved Rome. She'd visit Rome every year and it was her favorite city in the world. And now you have memories of being in Rome, but you say you've never in your life ever been there. So those must be her memories. How bizarre, right? There are whole books written about this. It's really, really kind of amazing. It's a, it's a really fun topic. Well, the ancient societies believed that the heart was the seat of the soul and the source of love and creativity and romance and really the core of our being. That's what they believed anciently. Well, in the modern era, you know, we we know, go to take any biology class, you'll find out the heart is just a muscle. It's just a pump. That's all it does. It's complex, but that's really all it does. Well, back in the 1970s, they discovered actually for the first time that the heart is full of gray matter and white matter, like the brain itself. In fact, there's what we call now a, a little heart in the brain. And what we believe is that, that that little brain in the heart is sending messages to the brain that's in our heads and the brains that are in our heads are obeying the messages sent by the brain that is in our hearts. It's really amazing. Uh, the heart puts out a magnetic field that surrounds the body and uh, you can measure that heartbeat from anywhere if you have the right instruments. And they found that when one person's feeling love or affection for another person, their heartbeat will become measurable in the brain waves of that other person. So there's this communication going on between all of us all the time from heart to heart. And when you fall in love, you don't use this brain, you use this brain. This is how you fall in love, right? And um, well, sometimes we feel like our heart is going to break. So Katie, let me ask you, can you remember a time in your life where you felt that physical sensation of pressure on your heart? Um, you might have felt like you were choking or like an elephant was sitting on your chest, like when you were feeling really deeply grieved or really hurt and you felt like maybe your heart was going to break. Have you experienced that? Yeah, I can think of probably three occasions at least. Yeah, most people have had that experience. And when that's happening, you see, really what we're finding out now with the instrumentation that we have, which is much, much more sensitive than it ever used to be, we're finding out that apparently the ancient peoples were right. The heart really is the core of our being. It is our source of love and romance and everything else. And so... When your heart is breaking from whatever's happening, um, a relationship gone bad or someone really hurting you or someone's left or died or whatever, what happens is that is really an assault on that core of your being, on the heart. And so your heart will put up a wall 
your subconscious mind will build a wall around your heart. And that wall is actually made from pure energy, from the energy of the emotions that have become lodged in the body, your emotional baggage. It will take that baggage and it will build a barricade, like a literally a, a wall, a heart wall, we call it. And um, that wall that is put up around the heart is there to protect your heart, really, from being broken. It's a defensive measure. And so in the short term, it's great and it works, but um, it makes you more numb to emotion. It makes you, it makes it more difficult for you to find love, to stay in love. It makes it easier for you to feel negative emotions, harder for you to feel positive emotions. It disconnects you from the creator in a sense. And um, it's a fascinating thing. One of the first people that I saw uh, after this was, this was, not something we discovered. It was actually shown to us. And that's a whole, that's all explained in the book. But um, it was, it was, this was a God thing that came to us, to my wife and I. And um, one of the first people that we saw after uh, this was actually revealed to us was a woman. She came in to see me because she had really severe neck pain. It was about a nine on a zero to 10 scale. And I was talking with her and she told me that she was single. Uh, she was a nurse. She was 38 years old. She hadn't dated in eight years, and she was never, ever going to date again. She was going to die single, live the rest of her life as a single person. And I had never met anybody that was celibate like that before, except for maybe an occasional Catholic priest. And I said, well, gee, what happened to you? Why do you feel that way? Uh, Why are you going to be single the rest of your life? And she said that eight years before, she was really deeply in love with this guy who dumped her and broke her heart. And so, so remember, she came into me for this neck pain, right? So I tested her. And this is all explained in the emotion code, how we get answers from the subconscious mind. It's really simple. Anybody can do it. And what I found was she had a heart wall and I found there were three emotions making up this wall, this wall of energy, this kind of like a force field around her heart. And they all three had to do with the breakup from eight years before. So one at a time, I was able to release those. When I released the last one, all of a sudden the neck pain it was just magically gone. I mean, completely gone. I didn't even have to touch her neck. Uh, and so she left the office feeling totally fine and didn't come back for three months. When she came back in, Katie, I remember this. I'll always remember. I saw her in my hallway at my practice and I said, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. I remembered her because, you know, the only celibate person I ever met. And I said, hey, how are you? What's going on? And she said, you know, she said, my neck has been totally fine since I was here. But she said, you cleared that heart wall for me. And that really works. She said, about two weeks after I was here, I found out my childhood sweetheart has been living right around the corner from me for almost eight years. And we're dating and we're in love. And I think he's going to ask me to marry him. Right. And I just thought, wow, what an amazing shift. Well, this is the kind of thing that happens with the emotion code when you start to release this emotional baggage and especially the emotional baggage that we build up around the heart. Katie, 93% of people have put up a wall around the heart. And so it's one of the reasons why the world is so dysfunctional. And as that wall is taken down, people, people fall in love who never thought they would. People feel joy for the first time in their life. I mean, people have told us these things. People sometimes report they For the first time in their life, they can feel the love of God for them, the creator for them. It's just unbelievably profound. 
And that's in the emotion code. And the beauty of it is, you know, that anyone can actually learn how to do this. It's all actually right in here in the book. You can learn it yourself. In fact, I have to tell you one more story. At an event uh, a few years ago, a woman came up to us and started, she told us this story. She said that she, she bought the emotion code book and she bought it on Audible and was listening to it and reading it. And her son was reading it and listening to it as well. And he started practicing with his friends. And um, she thought it was kind of cute. Well, a couple of weeks go by. One day the phone rings. She answers the phone. And the woman who's calling her identifies herself as the mother of one of her son's friends. And she said, listen, I need to talk to you. She said, my son has had a special problem all of his life. He has a phobia to water. Now, you can have a phobia to anything, but his was to water. And uh, she said, it's been very disruptive to our family and his life. And we've tried everything to fix it. We've taken him to everybody we could possibly think of. And nothing, nothing has touched this. She said, right now, I'm at the community pool. She said, my son is out playing in the water with the other boys for the first time in his life. She said, your son did this. Your son did this. She said, how is this even possible? What in the world is he doing? How can this, how can this even be? Well, those two boys are only 11 years old, see? But that's how powerful the emotion code can be because phobias and panic attacks and depression and anxiety, I mean, all kinds of things. Our emotional baggage causes all kinds of issues for us, all kinds of symptoms. And um, so, and kids can learn how to do it. That's how easy it is. Wow. I love that. And I definitely do want to delve into the the kid side and talk about the parent side. But before we do this, I want to just speak more to what you're talking about right now, because I feel like this is so powerful. And I remember years ago reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score and starting to connect for the first time, the idea that our physical bodies can exhibit things related to our emotions. And I love that work. And I think it's very helpful. And also, I feel like often it leaves questions of, okay, but what do I do about it? Like there isn't necessarily a clear path for unraveling those things. And I love with the emotion code, how rapidly it seems like these shifts can happen when a person understands the process. I'd love to understand more and maybe hear a few more examples from you about how to determine if a physical symptom is related to something emotionally going on. Like you mentioned the woman with neck pain and the really extreme example with the heart pain. But it seems like this is there are many potential connections there that people might not at first glance assume are connected to emotions at all. It might be seeing doctors and specialists and uh, you know orthopedists trying to figure out what's going on. So how can someone know if a physical symptom is related to emotions? Well, ultimately, the only way that you can do that is to is to tap into the subconscious mind and ask. However, you can assume that if you have some kind of symptom, that is disrupting your life in some way, that there is an emotional component to that symptom. That's just how it is. Emotions are the biggest missing piece of the puzzle. And see, you can be doing everything else right. You might be taking all the right vitamins. You might be taking some kind of medication to get rid of your issue, whatever it might be. Uh, And medications usually just kind of mask the symptoms, really. They don't usually fix the underlying causes. But the biggest single underlying cause is emotional baggage. See, I've spent my career, the last 35 years, I have spent trying to figure out why people have symptoms, why we have diseases. 
why we deal with all of these mental and emotional and physical issues. And there are a multitude of underlying reasons, but the single biggest one is emotional baggage. And so um, to understand how we can find emotional baggage, you, you have to understand, I have to talk a little bit about the conscious and the subconscious. You see, um, we all have two minds. We have a conscious mind, which is where we spend all of our waking hours, where we're doing our interview right now. You know, we have our relationships, we work our jobs. Every waking hour is conscious. But when we go to sleep, the conscious mind shuts off. What's left? Well, what's left is the subconscious mind, and it never sleeps. And that's the part of you that is remembering everything that's ever happened to you. Every face you've ever seen in a crowd, every split second of your life is logged in that subconscious mind. It's an infinitely deep uh, holographic computer, the mechanism for which we don't really understand. We we can observe things, but we don't. It's It's the science of God, really. It's consciousness, and it's the subconscious. And it's an intelligence that is so powerful that it can take the bacon and eggs you had this morning, and it can turn that into you know, new nerve cells. Um, every cell in the body, they say, is equi- equivalent in complexity to a full-size aircraft carrier with people, thousands of people working at their own individual jobs and jets with their engines spooled up ready to take off on the ramp. I mean, that's a single cell. We have 37 trillion of those, but the subconscious mind knows, I believe, the history uh, and the needs of every single cell in the body. Uh, it's It's Unbelievable. But this is what I learned when I was in practice. You see, I used to be a computer programmer starting in about 1980. So I'm dating myself, but I was in on that computer revolution early on and um, learned programming. And when I became a doctor, it began to dawn on me that um, the subconscious mind within each one of us is also a computer and we can ask questions. And it took me a long time to figure out how to do this. But it turns out that we can ask questions of the subconscious mind and we can get answers actually quite easily. And so in the Emotion Code book, we teach those methods of how to get answers. And once you start to get answers from your own subconscious mind, it's an absolute complete game changer because it knows all about your emotional baggage. It knows if you have some kind of a deficiency. It knows if you've got some kind of, it knows whatever kind of imbalances you might have going on. And of course, the um, the body code book is where we learn all about all the other kinds of imbalances that can happen to us. When I was in practice, what I found was that um, there were six different kinds of imbalances that were causing all the problems for my patients. And those are things like, oh, trapped emotions and trauma energies and things. There are things like infections, parasites, misalignments, nutritional deficiencies and things, toxicity and then imbalances of the circuitry and the systems and so on. So the the body code will teach you, if you really want to know how to communicate with your own internal computer and fix yourself in most cases and fix your family members in most cases, this is how to do it. Uh, What happened was about a year after the Emotion Code book was first published in 2007, I woke up one morning and my mind was full of instruction. And the instruction was, You need to take everything that you've learned about natural healing and put it into a self-study course that anyone can learn to make it available to everyone everywhere. 
And that's actually what the body code is. And the beautiful thing about the body code is that it actually is an app that uh, that also runs on your phone. So you can have access to all of this huge database of information. Uh, it's right in your own pocket. Yeah. And I love this too, because one thing I noticed in the physical health world that, and I've said it on this podcast before, is that at the end of the day, we are each our own primary healthcare provider and that we can work with doctors and practitioners to help us on that journey. But the responsibility and the power in shifting it lies within us. And I've come to realize in the last five years that that's also extremely true for our inner experience of life and our emotions. And that at the end of the day, we're also our own healer. And so I love that your work, while you do have, I know practitioners who can help people in a much more detailed way, but you also give people the tools in their hands to be able to become their own healer, which is, I feel like a very powerful and very, like it, it makes you feel very much autonomy and power within yourself to be able to realize that you can speak to your subconscious mind and get answers that are specific and unique to you in a way that can lead to positive shifts. This episode is sponsored by by Optimizers and specifically their Mag Breakthrough product, which I am a huge fan of. I've talked so much before for the past 15 years about the importance of magnesium and I really like their specific formula. We probably know that magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all aspects of health and that having low levels of magnesium can cause all kinds of issues. Magnesium is necessary in over 600 different biological reactions in your body. Yet over 80% of us, and some experts suggest that that number is actually much higher, don't get enough of the minimum amount of magnesium we need from diet alone. This is partially because our soil lacks magnesium. It's been depleted over the years. So we're simply not getting as much from food as we used to. And as I said, magnesium deficiency can increase risk of all kinds of diseases and keep you from performing optimally. It can also really negatively affect sleep, which then has rollover into so many areas of health. Bioptimizer's Magnesium Breakthrough is the only supplement on the market that offers a full spectrum of all seven types of magnesium, specifically formulated to reach every tissue in your body and provide maximum health benefits and reverse low levels of magnesium, which might be causing issues for you. In their formula, you get all seven forms of magnesium, which can transform your stress and performance. I personally noticed that it seems to really reduce my stress level, and I feel much more relaxed when I am getting magnesium regularly. This also has a beneficial impact on sleep, increasing both the rate at which we fall asleep and our level of deep sleep. Magnesium is necessary for a healthy functioning immune system and to maintain normal heart rhythm, as well as to lower cortisol levels and keep stress hormones in check. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of magnesium. I think this form is one of the best on the market and you can save 10% on it by going to buyoptimizers.com slash wellnessmama and using the code wellnessmama to save 10%. So that's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama to save 10%. This podcast is brought to you by one of my go-to skincare companies, which is Alatura. And they have a whole host of products, but I wanted to share a few that I really love. Their core initial product, their clay mask, is the best mask I've ever used. And it's one that's part of my regular routine. It includes a huge number of really beneficial ingredients. And it was developed when the founder had a terrible accident and had scarring on his face. And he developed this to help himself get past the scars and it worked phenomenally. And now many thousands of people have had success with scarring, with acne scars, and with just improving their skin's elasticity and look. 
but they have so many other amazing new products as well. I also love their gold serum, which is a super nutritious skin feeding serum that makes my skin feel amazing. And I love to sleep with this at night. And then their newest product I am in love with, it's called Meteorite Scrub. And I keep this in my shower. I have not found anything this effective until now at exfoliating my skin and removing any dry or rough skin and leaving just really nourished, moisturized skin underneath. So those are my three go-tos, but I love that every product they have is pure and made with organic ingredients that are sourced from all over the world, including a lot of them are sourced from Hawaii, but they really delve into their sourcing. They also harvest their ingredients no more than two months prior to making the products, which leads to more potent formulas and fresher products that go beyond industry standards. They package in these beautiful Miron glass bottles that are sourced from the Netherlands, so light is blocked from impacting their formulas. And that special glass is used in place of synthetic ingredient preservatives so they can keep top grade quality without any unsavory preservatives. They also only use active ingredients, so their products don't have any filler, meaning there's nothing that's diluting the potency. So you're getting these high caliber products 100% of the time, very bioavailable. And that's, again, above and beyond the industry standards. So they really do the research, the sourcing, and have incredible products. You can check all of them out at alatura.com slash wellnessmama, and the code wellnessmama will give you a discount. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com slash wellnessmama, and make sure to use the code wellnessmama to get a discount. I also know from reading your work that for people who may be a little skeptical, I've seen firsthand how profoundly these things can be in your life, but there's actually been some compelling evidence from science that actually backs up these things that you talk about and that you've learned about these connections as well. So can you speak to that a little bit? Well, absolutely. You see, overall, what's happening is we are finally now moving into this new phase of understanding that um, that is really incorporating quantum physics. Albert Einstein, I think, was the first person who said, his quote was, the medicine of the future will be the medicine of frequencies, right? Well, if you go to the hospital today, you know, you're not you're not really going to see that in practice, are you? It's it's all pharmaceutical stuff, it's all surgery. But um, you know, since COVID, we've COVID has been an enormous wake-up call for um for so many people around the world that western medicine doesn't really have good answers. It was interesting during COVID how no one talked about, you know, going out and getting sunshine. In fact, they closed the beaches, you know, insane things like that. Uh, no one talked about getting good nutrition. It was all just, oh, here's a vaccine that's going to save you. Well, that's the Western medical approach, see, that's all driven by the money from the pharmaceutical companies who are interested in making more money and so on. And that's fine. But, you know, it's it's kind of gotten um, kind of gotten out of hand. 20%, I was told recently, of all the doctors and nurses uh, that we're practicing have left the medical profession since COVID because they saw what was going on and and just were not on board with it. But anyway, um, we're now moving into this new understanding where we're realizing that the body is made of energy. And so energy medicine is the future. And doctors and scientists have been saying this since Einstein Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy and frequency and vibration. And so we're seeing all kinds of 
we're seeing all kinds of information coming out now that's verifying this view, but it's a different, it's a very different way of thinking about the world than what we're really used to. We're used to thinking of things in terms of Newtonian physics and um, the body is still looked at largely in Western medicine as something that came out of the industrial revolution, you know, cadaver physiology. Um, the body is just a machine. It's, it has all these separate machines that are the organs. And, and so there are doctors who specialize just in working with a single organ and so on. But really, it all now we're realizing it all works together as a single unit. We did our own study, in fact, and found that um, within three weeks, and this is just by working on the heart wall, uh, we found a 37, I believe it was a 37% improvement in the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder within three weeks. And uh, I believe it was 36% improvement in uh, symptoms of depression just from having the heart wall removed. And that's just within three weeks. And when something like that is done, when the heart wall is removed, the the effects continue over time and uh, and things get better and better. So we're living in an amazing time right now. In fact, one of the things that, um, that's really fascinating about uh, the emotion code uh, that we have found that's also included in the book has to do with how emotional energies can be inherited. One of the first studies that was done in in Western medicine had to do with uh, inheritance of traumatic memories. And what they did is they, they found that um, if they took mice in a study, they would shock these mice. And at the same moment that they would get this electrical shock, they would blow the scent of cherry blossom into their cages. And so after doing that a few times, when the mice would smell the cherry blossom scent, they would have a fear reaction, of course, right? That Pavlovian response. Well, what they found was the offspring too, even though uh, this next generation had never been shocked and had never smelled cherry blossom, they would have a fear reaction if cherry blossom scent came into the cage. And this was this was true for generations on generations of mice that, you know, dating from that first group that had smelled the cherry blossom and, and been shocked. What they did then is they took sperm from these mice that had been shocked and had smelled cherry blossom. They took that sperm to the other side of the of the university where they were doing the study, and they impregnated female mice that had never been shocked and had never smelled cherry blossom, and their offspring were sensitized to cherry blossom. When they would smell it, they'd have a fear reaction. So that was the first study really that was done that was kind of mind-blowing for scientists trying to figure out, well, how in the world is this energy... Or, they wouldn't talk about it in energy terms. They talk about the DNA. How is the DNA carrying this information? So we're looking at the DNA under the microscope, trying to figure it out, but it's a quantum physics phenomenon, see? And we call this uh, uh, inherited emotions, where we all have inherited energies of emotional experiences that our ancestors had. Sometimes it's mom or dad. Sometimes it goes back many generations. And it can affect us in the here and now. So we've seen cases, for example, where someone was having a hard time finding love and it turned out that there was an inherited emotion of betrayal from a great grandmother, you know, many generations back. Maybe she was jilted at the altar. We don't know, but that can affect you in the here and now because those energies become part of you, you see. Uh, we've seen cases where 
People had a hard time making money until that inherited energy was discovered and released. And um, maybe great, 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 great grandfather was thrown into the poor house. You know what I mean? So we're carrying that kind of energy too. But the emotion code makes it easy to find that kind of energy as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing, uh, amazingly exciting stuff, and it's uh, it's really the uh, it's really the new frontier for healing and figuring out you know why we're having symptoms and why our lives aren't working. Well, the first place you need to look at your emotional baggage. Who knew? But that's what we're finding. Yeah, it really is incredible. And I know that there's so much in the book that we can't get through in just a one-hour podcast episode, but I would love if you could share some of the broad strokes of that process, because I would guess for some people listening, they maybe are like, how does this even work? And how it seems almost too good to be true. Like I said, I've experienced it firsthand. So I know from my own experience how incredible it is, but can you walk us through what that process looks like to give people a little bit of context for like how you've explained how rapidly this can help and how big of shifts can happen, but what does the process look like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, in the uh, in the Emotion Code book, we teach you uh, how to get information from the subconscious mind. Now, as a computer programmer, that helped me. That that programming background really helped me to understand that uh, the subconscious mind within us is also a computer, but it's a different kind of computer than what we are used to. For example, I'm sitting here at my laptop and I've got a screen where I can see things. So that's part of the interface. And then the other part of the interface is the keyboard, right? Well, that makes sense. My desktop computer is the same way. If I look at my phone, right, I've got uh, I've got a screen that's the interface. And then if I can touch things with my finger. And so it's a touch screen interface. And the phone, of course, is a computer. Well, the, the body is a computer, but it doesn't have a screen. So how does it how does it give us information? Well, it it will manifest things to us through symptoms. So whatever kind of mental or emotional symptom you might be having, you can think of as being a message on the screen, quote unquote, of the subconscious mind. Okay. And how do we ask questions? How do we get answers? Well, the subconscious mind I found is a binary computer, which means that it can only answer questions that are answerable with a yes or a no. And one of the main ways that we can discern if the body is giving us a yes or a no is through something that we call kinesthetic testing or muscle testing. So for example, if I were there with you, Katie, and if I were going to try to release a trapped emotion from you, what I would do is I'd have, I'd have you hold one arm out parallel to the floor. And then I'd have you make a true statement like, my name is Katie. If I press down on your arm at that point, you'd be able to resist me because that's a true congruent statement. If you were to say something untrue, like my name is Jill, if I were to press down on your arm, then you would be weakened. You wouldn't be able to hold up your arm against that downward pressure. Now you can try this at home. You can try this with your kids. Uh, your kids can learn this. They can use it on their friends and it's fun. But it goes much, much deeper because this is how we can communicate. It's one way we can communicate with the subconscious mind. And so if I were there with you and uh, you wanted me to try to find and release a trapped emotion from you, I'd use a chart that looks like this. This is the emotion code chart. There are 60 emotions on here divided up into uh, two columns and six rows. Now, uh, what I would do is I would ask, do you have a trapped emotion we can release now? Let's say, for example, that uh, 
let's say you've got a, a, a headache. I could ask, do you have a trapped emotion that we can release this contributing to your headache? And then I would muscle test you. And if the answer is strong, at that moment, I would know that your subconscious mind uh, has a particular emotion in mind that's trapped in the body. So now we have to play charades with your subconscious a little bit to figure out what emotion that is. Because consciously, I wouldn't know what the emotion was, and you wouldn't know what it was either, but your subconscious would know. And so we would ask, well, all right, is this emotion listed in column A? And uh, maybe that's weak. So that would mean it would have to be in column B. So once we know it's in column B, we've divided the, the list by half, right? Now we have half the list left. So now in column B, we would ask, well, all right, is it in one of the odd rows, row one or three or five? And maybe we get a yes. Okay. And then we might ask, well, is it in row one in column B? No. Is it in row three in column B? Maybe that's where it is, row three, column B. And if that's the case, we'd have five different emotions left now in that little cell right there. Confusion, defensiveness, grief, self-abuse, or stubbornness. And then we simply ask, all right, well, is the emotion confusion? Maybe it's not that. Is it defensiveness? No. Is it grief? Okay, it's grief. Uh, at that point, what we would do is we would ask um, if we needed to know more. You see, the subconscious mind sometimes, in order to close the loop on an emotional experience, sometimes we need to ask some other questions. And so we would ask, do we need to know more? And if that comes back strong, then we would ask, all right, um, it's grief. Let's see, when did this happen? So I'd ask you your age, and then we would divide your span of years in half and ask, all right, let's say you're 40, we'd ask, did this occur earlier than 20? Maybe it did. Uh, did it occur earlier than 10? Maybe not. So maybe it's between 10 and 20. So we could narrow down the year really rapidly. And then, you know, half the time when we do that, people will say, oh yeah, that must be when my grandfather died or, you know, when my dog died or when I went through something or, you know, sometimes people remember. About half the time people will remember something. Sometimes they don't remember. But the subconscious mind remembers everything. And so we would ask, again, once we've arrived at that, we would ask, do we need to know more about this? If the answer is no on the muscle test, then we would take a magnet or you can just use your hand and we would swipe a few times, uh, three times over the governing meridian, which is a little river of energy that starts at the tailbone and goes straight up the back, over the top of the head, the inside of the upper lip. And we found that you can you can uh, put energy into that meridian by swiping down the down the back or from the forehead over the top of the head to the back of the neck just a few times. And it has the effect of essentially releasing or erasing that emotional energy. Kind of like if you were to take a credit card uh, out of your wallet, right? There's a magnetic strip on the back of that card. If you were to rub that with a magnet, you know, that card wouldn't be any good anymore you'd have to go get a new card, right? Uh, because it would erase the data that's encoded there. And that's essentially how this works. And uh, it's a fast process. Once you learn how to do this, you can release, find and release a trapped emotion in less than a minute in most cases. So it's very rapid. It's so incredible. And like I said, I've gotten to experience it firsthand. So I know just how rapidly it can work. And I hadn't yet thought to try this with my kids other than just sort of like in conversation with them. But I love that you've brought this up a few times. And I think for the parents listening, this is also really exciting to delve into because certainly kids can experience big emotions. And as parents, we don't want to create foundations of trapped emotions with them. 
So I would love for you to share more about how we can use this as such a valuable tool with our kids, like to help them hopefully have less of a learning curve on some of these things than many of us get to experience as adults and ways that we can integrate that into our parenting approach and our family culture. Well, imagine imagine being raised in a home where if something difficult or emotionally traumatic happens to you, um, rather than holding those energies until you're 40 and then seeing them contribute maybe to the formation of cancer or something or depression, what you're able to do is you're able to release those right away. Um, imagine working on all of your children and removing all the emotional baggage that they have. And you can do that as a mother. You can do that yourself. Learn how to do it. And it, it can be just so transformative. I remember my, uh, let me tell you a couple of stories. Actually, these are, these are in the book, by the way. Our son, Drew, is 34 years old now. Well, 30 years ago, uh, my wife and I were just kind of figuring out how to how to release this emotional baggage. And um, our son, Drew, at that time, four years old, he had a twin brother. His twin was very talkative and just a chatterbox. Drew still, at age four, was not speaking in full sentences. And we didn't know what was wrong with him. We thought maybe he had a hearing problem. And so we took him to... Uh, I took him to an audiologist and they said his hearing was totally fine. And so we just didn't know what was going on. So we decided that we would test him and uh, see if he had any emotional baggage that was maybe contributing. And so uh, we waited till he was asleep, actually, because see, the subconscious mind never sleeps. So if you can imagine this, he's asleep, which was really convenient because when the twins were awake, we couldn't catch him anyway. And so, so my wife is there. She's touching Drew. She's holding one arm out parallel to the floor like this. And I'm talking to Drew, to his subconscious mind, asking questions. Drew, do you have a trapped emotion we can release that's contributing to you know, this, your speech issues? And the answer would come back, it would come from his body. The energy change would go through my wife. And it would be reflected as a strong muscle for yes. And so her arm would be strong for yes or weak for no. So if you can imagine, this is exactly how we were doing this. And you can do the same thing. We teach you how in the book. And what we found was that he had an inherited trapped emotion of anger that he had gotten at conception from my wife and she had gotten it at conception from her dad. Her dad was a total rageaholic. Okay. He was a great guy in every other way, but man, he was a rageaholic, kind of like a dry drunk. I mean, nobody ever knew when he was going to blow up. It was that kind of a household, very unstable. And so my son had inherited that anger, that rage from his grandfather through my wife. So we released it from him. He's asleep. He doesn't know what's going on, right? Go ahead. We release that just by swiping over his little head. And uh, we found a couple of other things and cleared those. And we went to bed. So the next morning we get up at breakfast, that kid would not shut up. All of a sudden it was like all these words that have been stored up inside were just coming out. He was just talking, talking, talking. My wife and I could not believe it. We just sat there looking at each other like, can you believe this? This is unbelievable. And, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's how powerful this is. 
It's completely different. It could not possibly be more different than Western medicine. And Western medicine, look, it has a place. It's always going to be there, hopefully. And when you have something traumatic, you know, you break a leg or something, great. You know, don't use the emotion code until later. Go see a doctor, right? Doctors are great. They can prescribe drugs and that sometimes you need those and sometimes you need surgery, et cetera. And that's awesome. But this is completely different from that. Albert Einstein said the, the energy of the future will be, or the medicine of the future will be the medicine of frequencies. And this is what that looks like. See, it doesn't look like anything else we've ever seen before. But once you start to use it and realize uh, how easy it is, I mean, it's just such a game changer in raising kids. You want me to share one more story? I don't know if we have time. Yeah, go for it. And then we'll make sure we talk about where people can keep learning too. Okay. Well, um, my son, uh, my son, Rhett, Drew's brother, had a problem around that same time. I, I, I must have gotten upset with him about something that maybe he did at some point. And so he... Uh, uh, when I would try to give him a hug and so on, he would he would take a swing at me and he would say, bad doctor. He called me bad doctor. He'd say, bad doctor, away. And it was, you know, and this kind of went on for a while. At first, it was just kind of kind of funny, you know, but then it went on. It started to be really hurtful. I didn't know what was wrong with him. So um, one time, my wife and I were sitting together and I tried to reach out and give him a hug and he just pushed me away. And I just really felt it. I got, you know, teary-eyed. And my wife said, you know what? Maybe he's got a trapped emotion. And so I tested him and he did. We released it and he walked right over and put his arms around me. It was amazing. The next day in my practice, I told a patient of mine about this. And she said, you know, maybe my daughter has a trapped emotion. She said, my son's an airline pilot. And when he goes away, you know, flying for a week or so, he, when he comes back, our daughter runs and hides and won't have anything to do with him. And it's heartbreaking. And I said, well, bring her in. She did. We cleared the trapped emotion on her. And uh, she said the following week when her husband came home, her daughter ran and jumped into his arms. So, you know, um, these emotions, emotional baggage is very, very real. And um, getting rid of it can make a change in your life and in your family. You can find out more about it at discoverhealing.com. And you can also find a practitioner that can work with you if you want. You can learn how to do it yourself. You can become a certified practitioner if you'd like to change uh, what you're doing with your life. And it can be tremendously rewarding. That's all available at discoverhealing.com. And of course, the Emotion Code book and the book on, um, uh, on audio, it's available on audible.com and wherever books are sold as well, of course, including Amazon. Yeah, I will put all of those links in the show notes for you guys listening on the go. That's always at wellnessmama.com. And it sounds like the Discover Healing would be the best starting point to jump into all of that. But like you said, people can even just get the book and begin today doing this themselves, which I love how accessible it is. And this is to me such an important and fun topic to delve into because I think emotions affect all of us in, in different ways. I love that you give people a personalized approach that they can do very specific and relative to themselves and what they're going through. And also, like we talked about in their families. And I think this work is so important. I'm so grateful for your time and for this conversation. And perhaps we can do another round someday um, and perhaps even like demonstrate for people if that's something that you're available to do um, just to give people more context. But I will, of course, put those links so people can jump in right now and keep learning from you. And Dr. Brad, I'm so grateful for your time. This has been such a fun conversation and hopefully very helpful to many people. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me on, Katie. This was really a lot of fun. Yeah, let's do it again.
And thanks as always to all of you for listening and sharing your most valuable assets with us both, your time, your energy, and your attention. We're so grateful that you did. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode, the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time and thanks as always for listening.